The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 99. Today, the Bible Study Podcast studies Hebrews 11. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. One of the main reasons for studying Hebrews for me is this chapter 11 here, which is a chapter about faith. And it really is a roll call of people from the Old Testament whose faith has been exemplary. Jumping right in. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And so the author starts right away with the definition of faith. Faith, by its definition, means we can't see something and yet we believe. And so that is the working definition here of this whole chapter of faith here in Hebrews 11. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man, when God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith he still speaks, even though he is dead. And so the author goes way back to the beginning of Genesis, to the creation and to Cain and Abel, and says the motivation for Abel's belief, Abel being right with God and Cain not, was faith. And that also, by faith we understand that the universe was formed, even though we can't see that. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he might not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So Enoch is this obscure character from very early on in Genesis who, it's said, walked with God and one day he was not. He just disappeared. And so what the author here is saying that God took him away. He was one who pleased God. And then it says that it is that very faith that we need to please God and that he rewards those who seek him. This is a chapter that is encouraging, intended to be encouraging, and this is probably the first part of that that we see. By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteous that come by faith. So Noah was told to build the ark when it wasn't raining. Noah was told to build the ark when there was no evidence that that something like this would be needed. He built the ark because he was told to by God, and he believed him. And through his faith, he became an instrument then that God could save a remnant. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were his heirs with him in the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Just a great poetic phrase there of what Abraham is looking for. Abraham, in a time that is not known for people getting up and leaving, was told by God to get up and leave her and was called and sent elsewhere. And so he went to the promised land, but it wasn't yet his. 
but he lived there because he understood that that was part of a promise that would take a while to come. He was looking for a city with foundations whose architects and builder is God. What a great example for us. What are we looking for in a career, in a family, in a life? Are we looking for something whose architect and builder is God? Are we looking for something that is built on and designed to God's plan? How much better might life be if we were? By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father, because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. You'll remember from our study of Abraham that God made a promise to Abraham that he would have this descendants as many as the stars in the sky, as many as the sands on the beach. And he was already past time that he really should have had kids. And then even after that, God waited, I think it was 25 years until that was fulfilled, until a time at which it just made no sense. It just couldn't normally, rationally happen but they believed, and God was faithful. From one man, and he is good as dead. I love the way they say that. Come descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. With God, all things are possible. And I think one of the reasons why God did that in Abraham's life, waited until it was clear that this child that was born was from God, was as an illustration for us that this is something he was doing. All of these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob died without inheriting the promised land. It wasn't really until the people of Israel went into and out of Egypt that they were numerous enough that they could maintain the promised land. And so the patriarchs never saw that promise fulfilled. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. We don't know what it was that Abraham was thinking when he was about to sacrifice Isaac. We know that he was faithful to what God had commanded, and that he had faith that God would provide, because that's what he told Isaac. We don't know, as this author is insinuating, that he thought that Isaac would be killed and come back from the dead. We don't know if he thought that God would stop him, but we know that he was faithful. We know that he did what God told him to do, even though it seemed to be impossible that God's promises could be consistent with what he was being asked to do. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. 
So again, he talks about the patriarchs here, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then eventually Joseph, who did not yet see that promise fulfilled, but were still carrying on in faith. And we will not always see the culmination of the ministries that we are called to. The Bible says, for instance, that some will sow and others will reap. I know in the ministry that I do right now on Tuesday nights in Juvenile Hall, they said, if you have to see results, don't get into this ministry. Because you may not ever know what happens to these kids. It may be that what you say here will make a difference 10 years down the road. They may be in prison for 10 years and you may completely lose touch of them and not have any idea whether you've impacted their lives. And this was what happened with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They didn't get to see those promises fulfilled, but they were faithful. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. And so Moses lived by faith too. And Moses' parents lived by faith. And Moses specifically is called out here for having a choice of being raised as a prince of Egypt or identifying as one of these slaves, these Israelites, chose the latter. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. God brought out the people of Israel from Egypt with his strong and mighty hand, and he brought them through situations that were seemingly impossible. And you may remember they did not always react with faith. Not all of them believed. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Here we're in the book of Joshua, and we're talking about the conquering of Jericho, but also Rahab who sheltered the spies because despite the fact that what was going on around her, this marching around the walls, which looked just silly, she understood that these people were sent by God and that her city was doomed, and so she helped them and was saved because she believed what wasn't evident to everyone. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so that they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, 
They were sawed in two, they were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, and in caves and in holes in the ground. Now remember what we've read previously in Hebrews. The author is writing to a church that is still undergoing persecution. And these are words that tell us about people who have also suffered and who were victorious. These are words about people who overcame that would bring hope to this church that the author is writing to. And all of these people, the world was not worthy of them. And he is encouraging us to live lives that are of more worth than the world's values. And the author closes this chapter this way. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And with those words, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word, one verse at a time, to explore His will for your life and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search Your Daily Bible Verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.